Kia everyone. It is an honour to speak to you guys this morning. We have been on this series, uh, His Story, My Story, and of course, it is my turn. But some of you um, have heard my testimony before, but I'm guessing some of you haven't, so um, we will hear it soon, because I just want to start with a story, if that's okay with you guys. Um, I want to talk about a girl that I know, and I'm old school, I have paper, I can't do the screen thing, so um, stream team really loved me today because I just stand still, um, so the camera doesn't have to like, yeah, pass PJ and Ants, they kind of rule the stage, I'm just going to stay in one place, because my paper will be like this the whole time, that's all you'll hear, so I'm going to put it on there, so yeah. Let's start. All right, a story about a girl I know. The year she was born, her mother and father had split up. She was the youngest of three at the time. Uh, her father took one of her brothers um, when they separated. So she only thought there was only two of them. Um, so she didn't actually know about the other brother. Also, she grew up not knowing her father. Uh, anywho, uh, life was good, I guess. Mum had a good job. She would always take her little girl everywhere with her. Then mum meets someone new. And from there, well, you know, things started to change for this little girl. As the years went by, they moved a houses a few times never really staying in one place long enough for the little girl to make friends. Then finally, mum got tired of cutting them around and they settled down. The little girl wasn't so little anymore. She's at intermediate now. And wow, it's a whole different place from primary school, if you guys remember. There was primary school and of course there was intermediate. She's an intermediate right now. And in intermediate, it's like the place where you decide kind of which group you belong to. Because it's like, you know, the popular group, the sporty crew, maybe the brainiacs, or who's the hottest couple, or who is a couple, you know, so on and so on. There's groups on groups on groups. Um, so the not-so-little girl now has to figure out, okay, what group does she belong to? She eventually made some friends, woo, and they became their own group, the Polynesian, go figure. <laughs> School life was going great, but at home was a different story. Her mum was always working. Her brother was always hanging out with his mates. So she was alone most time. Years went by, and now she is in college. Wow. I tell you, college. That was like three times worse. You guys know like Shortland Street? Yeah, there was more dramas at the college than there was at Shortland Street. So, yeah. Well, back then anyway. I don't know about now. Um, so now things at home were getting worse. There were more people living at home 
And so this girl found comfort in the arms of her friends, who basically had no idea what was going on in her life because she would leave the house and put on a mask to hide everything that was going on. So now this teenage girl pretty much becomes a follower and does what the crowd does. Smoking, drinking, wagging, wearing, dealing. Whatever you're thinking of, she probably did it. Until one day, she finds out she's pregnant. Yep, find out she's pregnant. Now what? So her so-called friends abandon her. She's not on the greatest terms with her mum right now. And her brother, of course, has his own family now. So what's a girl to do? Well, that day she became a woman. She told her mum and her brother. And yes, in good old island fashion, she got a whooping, but it was okay. They supported her through the pregnancy. At that time, her brother and his family were attending a church, so he invited her to come along one day. So she went to church, found out about Jesus, but life as we know it got, on, got in the way. So the next couple of years, she did what she did. But eventually, eventually on July 4th, 1999, she truly found out who Jesus Christ was and became a Christian that day. So, woo, good on her. She got married, had a few more children, but the road has not been easy. In fact, there have been some very dark times, even moments of questioning God along the way about her Christianity as we do. So because as a Polynesian girl, becoming pregnant at the age of 16 brought shame to the family. And then on top of that, failing her first marriage also brought shame to the family. Which brings me to what I want to share. See, we heard that the girl wore a mask around people so that you couldn't see the loneliness or her hurt or the struggle, right? We do that. See, I'm a visual person, so I'm gonna like use my cloaks. I've got two cloaks here. Yeah, I cut down to two. <laughs> I had quite a lot, but I decided I'm gonna go straight into the nitty gritty ones. So I didn't wanna wear a mask because then it'll be like really muffled and then I probably can't breathe and you can't hear me. So cloaks it is. <laughs> See, for me, these two cloaks represent something. They're two big somethings. See, the first one repre represents shame. You're saying, okay, what did she do? I'll tell you soon. The second one represents a murderer. You're like, what do you mean? Like, 
a murderer. I'll let you know soon. But right now, I want you to either, if you're a person who's got a physical Bible or you've got the app, um, we're going to go to the New Testament and we're going to look at Mark chapter 10 and we're going to read from uh, verse 46 to 52. I do have it on screen as well behind me. So, yeah, you don't have to go looking if you don't want to. Um, See, in the Bible, there are a few stories that mention cloaks. But the one that really caught my attention, the story that made me look at myself, was the story of a blind man named Bartimaeus. So we read in 46, says, Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named um, Bartimaeus, who was the son of Timaeus, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shh, be quiet. Many other people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Hey, cheer up. They said, come on, he's calling you. Verse 50. Bartimaeus threw aside his cloak, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. See, Bartimaeus, a blind man whose sight is restored. Great story, right? Amazing story. But that's not the part I want us to focus on. See, if we go back to verse 50, It says, Bartimaeus threw aside his cloak, jumped up and came to Jesus. See, he wore a cloak, a certain cloak that identified him as a beggar. Bartimaeus was identified as a beggar because of his cloak, and the cloak that he wore, and how he used it. See, in those days, or even now, I guess, Beggars would use a cloak, right? Beggars would use a cloak laid out on the ground to collect money. And then in the evening, they would use their cloak to keep them warm. His cloak was his identity, the identity of a beggar. See, which brings me back to my cloaks. (laughs) I wore these cloaks for a very, very 
very long time. They became my identity. Shame. See, at a very young age, I was sexually abused. Not the easiest thing to share, but hey, that's my testimony. I was sexually abused when I was very, very young, and not knowing if it was right or wrong, I, I, I just talked to my friends like it was casual, until one of them said, actually, no, that's not right. That's actually really, really bad. And so, of course, instant shame. And then, of course, not growing up with a father. My friends had their mum and dads. Yeah, their marriages weren't perfect, or some of them weren't even married, but they were still together. I didn't have a father growing up. Again, instant shame. Then the second one, murder. Probably all waiting for that one. <laughs> you say, huh? Did she go out and murder someone? No, actually, that was worse than that. I thought I got all the crying out. But hey. <laughs> now you have to understand that I got pregnant when I was very, very young. And just to clarify that Pastor Ants was not in the scene, he was not in my life at the time, so Pastor Ants is nowhere to be seen in this. So when I was young, not even a Christian, I got pregnant. And as a Polynesian girl, getting pregnant at a young age brought shame. And because of that shame, I became a murderer. Because I had no one to talk to. I was already wearing the cloak of shame, so that stopped me from sharing. Stops us from sharing. So my friends judged me already. My boyfriend at the time didn't want anything to do with this child. So where to from here? Uh, there was a clinic back then called Family Planning. I went there where they told me that abortion, yep, that word, that taboo word, abortion, was the only option was the only option for me. So there it is. Now you've clicked. I became a murderer. But the thing was, I didn't do it once. I did it twice. So I murdered twice. Yeah, I'm going to need those tissues. Where's those tissues? <laughs> I thought I cried it all out. Um, now, you would think 
going through it once was hard? No. The second time I was actually a Christian. Like, yep. <laughs> now you gotta understand that I was new in my faith. But the thing was, I didn't have a loving, amazing church like I do now. I didn't have someone who was willing to share their testimony with me and tell me that there is a better way because there is. There's a better way. I never, I never had that. I never knew that. Now I can't see my words. <laughs> so not once, but twice. Yeah, you got a girl preaching. She's going to cry her eyeballs out. Sorry. <laughs> In that moment, there was only a handful of people that knew what I did. You're probably thinking you know who they are, but you'll be surprised. There was me. There was the boyfriend. The nurse at the clinic. The doctor who did the procedure. Sadly, the taxi driver. The taxi driver who drove me to the hospital and drove me home. So these cloaks had been a burden and wrapped around me so tightly all those years because the enemy continued to remind me of what I did. But there's a better way. Like I said, Bartimaeus didn't let his cloak define who he was. Again, in verse 50, it says, Bartimaeus threw aside his cloak, jumped up and came to Jesus. You've got a choice. Hold on to that identity. Continue to wear the cloaks. Or be like Bartimaeus. Throw them off and run to Jesus. See, if you haven't figured it out yet... (laughs) I am that girl in the story. I got pregnant at 16. I murdered two of my own. I also failed my first marriage. Pastor answers my second marriage. Life is made up of hills and valleys. See, God loves you so much that he stepped into his own creation and in the fullness of Jesus Christ, he died for all our sins, for all our regrets and our mistakes, that those who receive him will be forgiven right now. See, you need to make a decision. Here today in your heart that you're going to receive and 
that I am receiving Christ right now for the first time, or even if you're just coming back home, it's never too late. See, if that's you today, I'd like to pray. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray for us. So let us pray. Father, I pray for those making a decision right now to make Jesus their Lord and Savior, to strengthen them and continue to fill them with your love and grace right here, right now. Come on home. Jesus' name, amen. Just to let you know, from that story, I met my other brother. He's awesome. He's two years older than me. I also met my father. We have a strange relationship because he lives in the Cook Islands, so hopefully Pastor Ants and Matt are gonna go and visit him if he's, uh, if he's there. He might be here in New Zealand. Like I said, strange relationship. I'm still climbing hills and going through valleys. If you haven't figured it out with all the testimonies that you've heard through the series, don't be afraid to share your testimony because yours, yep, yours, might just be that testimony that someone needs to hear today. And I want to remind you, because I forgot to do it in the first one. Oh, the enemy likes to come back and remind us about our past. And what do we do? We pick it up again. But what can we do? Let it go and give it to God. There is always always a father who loves you unconditionally. We have a church of people who are walking up hills, still in valleys, we're still going through life, but we're doing it together because no one is alone. 